Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and a radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes, don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over, you won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today. Welcome to the job interview experience. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner, director of talent acquisition, and today the founder of Candidate Club Interview Prep and your host of the job interview experience. Mac Pritchard is the founder and publisher of Maxless Job Board and the host and creator of the Find Your Dream Job podcast, where Mac and his guests have been enlightening and educating job seekers and professionals for almost seven years. Mac is here to share his insight and advice on securing a dream job, accelerating your career, and what advantages job seekers have today that didn't exist before. Mac, thanks for joining us. Our audience would like to get to know you. Can you share outside of work, outside of Maxless and the podcast, what are you passionate about? Well, service is an important value for me, and it is something I'm passionate about both in the workplace and outside the office. And that means that when the workday ends, I often do volunteer work, Matthew. I'm currently serving on two boards. Uh, I'm based in Portland, Oregon, and uh, uh, one of them is uh, the State Workforce Talent and Development Organization. Uh, another is the Political Science Department Alumni Advisory Board at the University of Iowa, where I was a proud graduate uh, way back in 1980. And throughout my life, I've always looked for volunteer opportunities to try to make a difference about issues I care about and uh, a difference in the community where I live and work. In terms of hobbies, I enjoy reading. Uh, I've been going to the movies ever since I could buy my own tickets while in grade school. And um, I love cycling and uh, and travel is uh, something I enjoy and looking forward to doing more of. as uh, things open up again. And family is important to me as well. Matthew, I just returned from a Pritchard family reunion in the Midwest, and it was such a joy to reconnect with uh, cousins I hadn't seen in several years. Can you give us a quick snapshot of your career and what led you to where you are today? I grew up in the Midwest in eastern Iowa, and when I got out of college, I 
as I mentioned, studied political science. I wanted to do three things. I wanted to get paid to write. I wanted to work on political campaigns. And I wanted to work on human rights issues in Latin America. And by my mid-20s, I'd done all three of those things. I found a job with the U.S. Senate campaign in Iowa uh, after I picked up my degree. And then I moved to Washington, D.C., where I worked for a human rights group and learned basic uh, communications and public affairs skills. And that led me to a position with a human rights group in Boston where we took members of Congress on fact-finding trips to Central America in the 1980s. And we were very successful uh, at attracting interest. And I did that for a number of years. So by my mid-20s, I I thought finding jobs, Matthew, was an easy thing. And uh, I... When I quit my third job, I thought the next one would come very quickly. It didn't, and I learned a hard lesson about the importance of goal setting and getting good at job search skills and not relying on answering ads and applying for jobs alone to find your next position. Um, I did find a position. I was in those days in, in Massachusetts, and I had... I made a switch to focus on state and local government, and I used my communication skills to work first as a spokesman for a large public works project, Boston's Big Dig. Um, That led to a position with state government with a Massachusetts Refugee Resettlement Agency. I went to graduate school after several years and got a master's in public administration at Harvard's Kennedy School, and that gave me a credential that I used to find a position out here in the Pacific Northwest where I worked in uh, politics and government and nonprofits, again, using my communication skills. Uh, uh, I was a spokesperson for a mayoral candidate at Portland City Hall and then a speechwriter for a governor of Oregon and also spokesperson for uh, several different state agencies. Eventually, I started my own public relations company, which I continue to run today, as well as a regional job board called maxlist.org, which publishes the podcast that you mentioned. And our, our job board offers uh, positions in Oregon and Washington, but we attract readers from all over the country, not because they want to move here, but because we offer lots of free advice about how to look for work and how to hire smarter. And our, our mission, Matthew, is to make hiring more human. And it's informed by not only my own experience of having been unemployed twice and uh, cashed the last unemployment check once, but also by the values of our team and um, uh, and our, our commitment to service to others. About that journey to me is how you mentioned those times in your life when you weren't sure about the next job and maybe it took longer than you thought it would. And now you speak with the world's top career professionals quite frequently. And what our listeners, I'm sure, are eager to hear is in your years of engaging with these career professionals, what have you gathered in that time to be the most important factors in securing a job? I think it's three things. The first is you need to know what you want, because if you have a clear goal, it's so much easier to find the job you want and your search will get much shorter and easier. The second thing Matthew, is you, you got to know where you want to work. You have to have a list of target companies. And so many people, they, they, they apply everywhere and they think, well, I'll figure out once I get an interview if this is the place where I want to work. And 
that you're making it harder than it has to be. There are thousands of employers out there, no matter what state you live in. And your challenge is not only to know the job you want, uh, but you have to come up with a short list, 25 or 30 places where you want to work, where you will be excited to work. Uh, And the third thing is you got to know what you offer, what your skills and strengths are. Now, when you know the answers to these three questions, why does your search get easier and shorter? And why do you have a more rewarding uh, career and uh, are going to have a better experience in your job? It's because you you know what you want to do, where you want to work, and what you offer. And you don't try to figure those things out in the first 30, 60, 90 days on a job you took because you were in love with a brand or it paid well. And sometimes when you make choices without knowing the answers to those three questions, it doesn't end well. And when I talk to career experts and I, I interview a different career expert every Wednesday on, on our show, we talk about the nuts and bolts of job search and we'll talk about all kinds of topics of resumes and cover letters, LinkedIn profiles. But again and again, those three questions and the people who answer them well keep coming up. So you got to get that strategy right. And when you do that, then pay attention to the tactics, you know, how to write a good cover letter, how to, um, what, what, what's going to make for an effective resume. But until you know the answers to those three questions, uh, your, your search is going to be longer and harder than it has to be. I've mentioned the Find Your Dream Job podcast on this show. Mac is the authority here, and, and not just because of his thought leadership in the career field and the guests that he has, but he's also had Mac started this podcast back before everyone else in the world had their own podcasts. So way back to 2015, Mac, what was the idea that led you to start a career podcast or a podcast for job seekers? Well, as I mentioned, our, our, our job board, maxlist.org, has job listings, and I'm very proud of the value they offer, both to the readers who look at them and the employers who pay us to post them there. Get about 75,000 visitors a month to the site. But I will be the first to tell you, Matthew, if you... Uh, have if you're not paying attention to your job search skills and and especially these uh, questions that I, I shared with you earlier, um, you're gonna uh, you're gonna have a really hard job search. So we invest a lot in education, uh, and we make this content free for job seekers. If you go to the learn section of our website, you'll find hundreds of articles about how to look for work. There are free guides, free online courses. Uh, and the podcast is part of that. And, and our, our focus is on nuts and bolts, job search tactics. And we look when choosing our guests, uh, we have 52 a year, for people who are in the business of talking to job seekers and working with them every day. Because when you do that, you learn fast what are the challenges a job seeker is facing and if it's your business to help them overcome those challenges, you learn what works and what doesn't work. So our typical guest is often a career coach, an HR director, a resume writer, a LinkedIn profile uh, person, maybe someone who works at a career services office at a university or perhaps at a, a state or local public employment office. 
but they know this world and they know and they have great advice. And uh, we do the podcast not only to tap into that expertise and make it as widely available as possible, but we also do it because people learn differently. Some people love to uh, watch video courses. Others Mm. enjoy uh, written articles. Others learn by listening. And the podcast is a way for us to help those who are like to learn by listening and learning from others. For our listeners that are getting ready to tune in now to the Find Your Dream Job podcast, which we will link to um, in this episode's description, can you share maybe a story or anything like that on how the Find Your Dream Job podcast has impacted a listener's life or helped change their career? We've been publishing, as you mentioned, since 2015, and uh, the show has actually been downloaded 2.8 million times, Matthew. So I do hear from listeners regularly, um, not every day, but several times a month, I'll get a, a LinkedIn message or an email, and it's, they come from all over the world. It's, it's actually very humbling. Uh, and someone will say, hey, I got this job because I listened to this interview or uh, because of uh, this tip or just helping me learn how to look for work better. And so I would say that uh, the proof is in the pudding. Our focus is on helping people learn these skills. And the fact that we're hearing from listeners occasionally, several times a month, that it's working for them. Uh, is uh, a, a great affirmation for us. And I, I do want to say sometimes the credit goes to the listeners who take action because uh, we, we offer this advice and put these experts in front of our audience. Uh, it's hard to get started sometimes. I, I struggle with it all the time. I wrestle with my to-do list every day. Uh, so I, I have so much admiration, Matthew, for the people who not only take the time to improve their skills in job search, but then take the next step and they set up those informational interviews or they invest in goal setting. Uh, they, get, they make that list of target companies. Uh, they work with someone who reviews their resume and gives them feedback about uh, what's effective and what's not. And then they actually take the action and move forward. And, and, and not surprisingly, And results will vary depending on the person, but those people tend to be much more satisfied with their jobs and have the much and a much more rewarding careers. Earlier during our conversation, you mentioned three factors to securing a job. What about our listeners that are tuning in that have a job, but maybe they feel like they've been stuck in the same position or um, stuck doing the same type of work for a while and they just, they want to accelerate their career. Do you have any guidance or an action step for that situation? If you're thinking about making a career change or you're seeking a promotion, I think the approach is the same. You need to know what you want and what you offer and where you want to go. So if you're inside a company and your goal is to move into a a more senior position, you need to understand uh, the what matters to the hiring manager who's going to make the decision about that promotion. And you also need to understand uh, the needs of that department and that hiring manager. What problems 
are keeping them up at night. And by the way, this applies to any job interview because when you know what the challenges are that an employer faces and you walk into a conversation with ideas and examples of how you've uh, solved similar challenges, that's going to make you a much more appealing candidate than somebody who doesn't have those insights. And so you get that, that information by talking to people inside your department, or if you're thinking about changing careers and working in a new field, finding people who've made the switch that you want to make. Ask them uh, what challenges they faced. A good way to come up with questions, Matthew, is to think about all the objections that you're carrying around in your head. Like, oh, I'll never be able to change careers uh, because uh, for this reason, I'm too old or I don't have the right certification or I don't have experience or I don't know anyone in that department or at that company or in that field. And what you want to do when you find people who've made the switch that you want to make, ask them how, turn those objections into questions. Uh, for example, uh, what advice would you have for somebody who doesn't have experience, direct experience in the field? Um, how did, was that an issue for you? Uh, if it wasn't, how have you seen that others who, it, for whom it was an issue overcome that uh, objection? Uh, what advice would you have for somebody who doesn't have uh, this particular credential, which might be important in switching careers? Uh, is it, does it really matter? Is there another way to address that? And sit back and listen, and you'll get great advice and great insights, especially, again, if you focus on people who are, have done what you want to do. Um, and the final point I'd make, and this again applies not only for people who um, are in a job and want to move up or people who are doing a search, is understand how hiring works. And there are two principles that matter so much. One is the importance of referrals. Uh, uh, hiring managers, one of the ways they reduce risk is they rely on referrals uh, uh, to, when making choices about who's going to be interviewed or even making hiring decisions. So the good news here is that it could be a, a slight connection that could give you a referral. Think about, we've all seen that stack of resumes with 30 or 40 resumes and the hiring managers trying to get it down to five or 10 that they call for phone screeners. Um, if somebody comes down the hall and says, Hey, I had a conversation with Matthew Sorensen three weeks ago via Zoom, and he seems like a good guy. Uh, you, should, you should consider him. The hiring manager will reach in, pull out that resume, and it's not going to get you the job, but it's going to uh, uh, get you in the mix and get you out of the pile. So think about the, the power of referrals. And the other thing to think about is why employers hire people. It's to solve problems. And the more you know about the challenges that an employer is facing uh, before you walk into an interview room or you send in an application, the more likely you are to get an interview and move ahead in the process. And you can uncover those challenges through online research, looking at websites and news articles. But the best way to do it is to talk to people inside the organization where you want to work. And thanks to LinkedIn, it's, uh, it's not that difficult. In fact, it's pretty easy to find people if they aren't first-degree connections, certainly through your second-degree connections.
I can't agree more with what you shared, especially the part of finding a solution. It's something that we've discussed briefly on the show is when you apply, you know, this is, in my opinion, this is a, a great angle for a cover letter. And instead of discussing how this job fulfills your dreams, you know, whether it be working somewhere specific or even if, the, you know, working at the company has been your dream or it seems like it is, that doesn't really help the company get anywhere. But if you can spell out in a simple way how your solution, and maybe your solution is knowledge or past experience or even presenting a game plan during the interview process, that's likely why this position is open. Maybe it's open due to growth. Maybe it's open due to attrition. But if you can offer a solution and connect the dots for them between your skills and what you can do and what needs to be done, and maybe even some things that you envision changing in the industry that you will have a solution to down the road, really helps a candidate stand out to a company. And obviously, you want something like a cover letter to be professional and, and not start with, you know, I have a solution to your problem, but really spelling that out and helping them understand that you understand the problem and you're not just looking for any job. You're looking for, you're looking to help this company um, ease some pain or, or accelerate their growth really helps job seekers stand out. And the other thing you mentioned, Mac, that I'd, I'd like to talk about maybe a little more is how easy it is to connect with other peers and professionals on a place like LinkedIn, along with that network that LinkedIn has built. What, what other advantages do you think job seekers have today? The, the wealth of information that's available to job seekers is almost staggering. Matthew, and I think the challenge uh, many of us face when we're looking for work is making choices. We have so many options available to us, it's easy to go down blind alleys and too many job seekers. And I certainly did this early in my career. I've been in the workplace for 40 plus years now, but I, I used to think, and I, I meet people who still do this. It's very common. They think the way to, to look for work is to respond to ads. And there's never been more ads available uh, online than ever before. So it's a double-edged sword. Um, I think what, but the advantages of the resources that are available to us, you mentioned LinkedIn, uh, to use it effectively, it goes back to those three points I made at the start of the conversation. You know the job you want and you know the companies that interest you the most and you know what you offer uh, when it comes to problem-solving skills. Then you can look at a, a tool like LinkedIn, which can be overwhelming. There are tens of millions of people who are members. Where do you start? Well, if you've got a list of 20, 25 companies, then your challenge becomes identifying the people in those organizations who are doing the work that interests you or make hiring decisions about the jobs that, uh, that you've targeted. And your, your search gets so much more uh, shorter and you make so much more effective use of that tool. In the old days, it, you would have to send people postal letters and arrange in-person meetings. But now with tools like Zoom and email, you can connect with people easily and, and find others who can make introductions. But to use these tools well and not get stuck in a blind alley or feel overwhelmed you got to have goals 
and then you can build strategies and use these tactical tools to accomplish them. But without those goals, Matthew, and, and clear strategies for how to achieve those goals, you risk, because there are so many choices available to you, getting stuck in, in, in these corners. Speaking of all the resources that are available online, let's imagine a job seeker that maybe has found themselves um, recently laid off from a position. And that's probably how they found our conversation today. And the thought is often, I need to change how I'm approaching this. I, I need to do something different and empower myself to really take control of this job search. What resources at MacList, what, you know, what would be the right place for them to start at MacList.org? You'll find lots of free resources in the Learn section of our website. And they're organized by category and, and subject. So we have a special section for older workers, for example, or if you're looking for information about how to improve your resume, there's a section devoted to resumes as well as one uh, for cover letters. I think we, we have a section called career happiness, which includes tools you can use to do the kind of goal setting and targeting that I, I keep harping about. Because I, I think that's where it starts, uh, getting clarity about what you want. And I keep coming back to that because I meet so many people, Matthew, who use the job search process to figure out what it is they want to do next. And they th say to themselves, well, I'll keep my options open. I'll apply things that interest me, even only mildly so, or I'll decide if a company is right for me after I get an interview and I'll have a conversation with a hiring manager. Um, again, if you come to our site, you'll see that emphasis on goal setting. And uh, the reason why is we want you to uh, get a job that you're going to be happy in and you're going to be able to do your best work. And because whatever your profession, everybody wants to do work that matters. And, and, and that is just central to our mission of, of making hiring more human. And we will put a link to maxlist.org and also a link to the Find Your Dream Job podcast in this episode's description. Mac, before we go, I like to leave our listeners with a little something before we end the episode. What encouragement or words of motivation do you have for those that are currently working on getting to the next step in their career. When I was in my 20s, I had some really cool jobs, Matthew, but I also, by the time of my early 30s, I'd gone through two long periods of unemployment. And in the second period, I remember meeting with the regional public affairs manager for Intel out here in the Pacific Northwest. It was a big job, and, and the fellow... And I chatted, uh, somebody had introduced us and he said, um, after I shared my story and what I was looking for, candidly, I was, I was discouraged and, uh, I didn't quite understand why I was in this hole. And he said, you know, Mac, uh, um, we think our careers are going to be 45 degree angles and they're going to go up job after job after job. Uh, but every, there are always going to be peaks and valleys, no matter what you've done or what you've accomplished or what your credentials. Our challenge, he said, is to keep those 
valleys to a minimum. And uh, he said, right now you're in a valley. You're going to get out of it. Remember that. And I think uh, what I would add to his advice is, while you, you can't control everything in life, you can control how you approach your job search and your career. And if you do it in a thoughtful way and you're constantly improving your skills and you're clear about what you want and what you offer, and above all, Matthew, it don't wait to be picked. You figure out what you want and what difference you can make, then there, there will certainly continue to be little dips, uh, but you, probably you can avoid the valleys and you're going to have a much more rewarding career and, uh, and, and your next job is going to be so much more satisfying. Mac, I can't thank you enough for sharing your wisdom experience, words of encouragement, and also all that you do for job seekers. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you'll come back again soon. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure, Matthew. Are you feeling frustrated with the job hunt? Are endless applications and radio silence getting you down? You can now book me for $1 a minute for 30, 45, or 60 minutes. Don't need 45 minutes. Don't pay for it. Want to do 30 minutes now and maybe 30 minutes later? Once you progress, let's do it. We can conduct a mock interview. I'll help you format great responses that make a difference. We can improve your resume and cover letter to help get you noticed. I'm here to consult with you. If you're in a unique situation, and want input from someone that has seen it all and can help you succeed like I have so many others, it's super simple. Just go to jobinterviewexperience.com and click the $1 a minute coaching button at the very top of the page. Select the amount of time you want to meet, and then you can look through my availability without having to pay. Check out my availability, pick a time, and pay $1 a minute for 100% of my attention. It's blocked into 30, 45, or 60 minutes, so we won't go over. You won't get charged any more than what you pay at checkout. Remember, the faster you invest in yourself, the faster you land that dream job. Go to jobinterviewexperience.com or follow the link in this episode's description. I'm excited to meet and help you take control of your career today.